Today's shiur begins five lines from the bottom of Daf Yud Dalid. Before we begin the shiur, we glance at the side of our marked Gemoras. You will see no say slash mivne, no say a topic heading, and mivne structural note. Introducing this section of Gemara, the crown shape that you see highlights the word nitma, and if you scan ahead to Amit Beis, you'll see more of these. These are Mikrim Shonim, we've written on the side. Different cases, Shaltumas Mace, where there is defilement to the dead, Shinitma Adam Nazir, a person who was a Nazir and was exposed to the defilement of the dead. Vashpa'aso Shaltuma Zu Al Minyan Yemei Neziruso. And then the question is, what effect does this Tuma exposure have on his Nazirus counting? Let it be said that a person who was a straightforward Nazir, and in the midst of his Nazirus he becomes Tome, so he has to start all over again. However, here you'll see there are unique situations that need to be evaluated. The Gemara, Nitma Bimei Beno. Now this is a throwback to our previous sugya that spoke about a person who accepted a routine nizirus, and in addition to that, he said he would be a nazir if he has a son, and he had a son. We now take a look at the Rashi. Uh, you'll see the Rashi toward the end of the page, around seven, eight lines from the bottom. Nitma bimei beno. Hi di Omar, Hareini Nazir Cheli Ben Venazir Stam. The case of someone who said he would become a Nazir when he has a son and also accept upon himself the standard Nazirus. Uh, regardless, an unconditional Nazirus. He started counting his own Nazirus. The Achlo Hishlim Es Shalo Nolad Lo Ben. And before he completed the 30 days of his Nazirus, a son was born. He stops or puts on hold the counting that he did toward his own Nazirus and then starts counting the Nazirus that he accepted in honor of having a son. Uh, after all, uh, when he originally accepted or vowed to be a Nazir, that's the Nazirus that he mentioned first. It's just that he didn't have a son immediately. And we're now talking about a case where he had put on hold his original Nazirus and started counting the Nazirus days of the Nazirus in honor of having a son, and he became Tome during those days. What effect does that have on the original days that he counted toward his own personal unqualified Nazirus? So we continue in the Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan Omar Soser. Rabbi Yochanan says that it, Soser literally means knocked down. It erases even the days that he counted toward his own personal Nazirus. And Rishlokish Omar Eino Soser. It doesn't affect that original Nazirus. Of course, it goes without saying that the Nazirus that he was counting in honor of the birth of his son, that, of course, is erased. We continue with explanations. Rabbi Yochanan Omar Soser, 
Chado Nazirus Arichtahi. Rabbi Yochanan says that even the original days that he counted toward his own Nazirus are erased because we view this as one long Nazirus. To appreciate that a little bit more, we glance at the bottom of the Toysvis commentary and we see Chado Nazirus Arichtahi Share Eino Megaleach. He, he is not going to be taking a haircut We have someone who, as we mentioned before, accepted upon himself after a Nazirus in honor of his son, he accepted upon himself a personal Nazirus. He started counting his personal Nazirus. 20 days into his personal Nazirus, he had a son. He puts the 20 days on hold starts counting 30 days toward his son's Nazirus. At the end of those 30 days, however, he's not going to take a haircut. He's going to wait another 10 days, 10 more days, so he has a full 30 days toward his own Nazirus that he had started counting before. And therefore, since there isn't going to be a haircut yet at the end of the son-oriented Nazirus, we view him as having become, when he becomes Tomei during the, the sun-based Nazirus, he's considered in the middle of his, of, of his Nazirus. It's one long entity because of, as we described, the haircut that will be taken will be taken not immediately after the sun-oriented Nazirus, but after the entire counting, of, of the entire 60 days. 30 days, which is was uh, made up of 20 days before the sun-oriented Nazirus and 10 more days afterwards, plus the 30 interim sun-oriented days. Tishus adds a comment. An interesting point. If, however, he completed the Nazirus for his son, and during the makeup days, toward his own Nazirus that he had started before the son's birth, if he becomes Tomei then, then all he loses is the personal Nazirus. But the son-based Nazirus remains having been fulfilled without any need to make that up. But now, we continue in the Gemara. Reish Lakish Omar, Eino Soser. The tumah that he experiences during the middle, we call Yemei Beno, the sun-oriented Nazirus, does not affect the days that he counted toward his own Nazirus. Nazirus didei lechud, udebrei lechud. He views them as two separate Nazirus entities. We continue at the top of Omid Beis with a new case. Nitmo bimei tsoroso. Here we have someone that had been a Nazir, and in the middle of his Nazirus, he became a Tzoraas. Tzoraas is a form of Tumah that the Gemara features in Sefer Vayikra, involving a type of skin whitening or skin discoloration, and there are other kinds of, of Tzoraas as well. And as we said, he became Tomei during the Tzoraas period. The Toshis at the top explains, Nitmo Omar Nazir Mehayom. He's a man who had accepted upon himself Nazirus from today, the Hishulim Nazirus, 
and he started counting Nazirus. Shimei Chaluto Eino Oilu Nazirus, Vegam Eino Soser. An important point, and that the days that he is ruled to be a a, a, a Metzora, that's the Chaluto word that Tosus mentioned, that's a full fledged, uh, determined Metzora. Those days don't count toward his Nazirus. However, even though he is Tomei during those days, it's not defiling to the dead, they don't erase the days that he has counted toward his Nazirus either. And he became defiled to the dead during those days, the days of his Tzoras. That's the case. Now, let's turn back to the Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan Omar Soser. Reish Lokesh Omar Eino Soser. We again see a Machlokes, Rabbi Yochanan, and Reish Lokesh, and they take the same position as they did in the case of Nitmo bin Meibano. Explanation. Rabbi Yochanan Omar Soser, Daha bin Aziruz Koi. Rabbi Yochanan says that the Tumas Mace, the defilement of death that he experiences during the Tzara'as days, erases the Nazirus counting because he's in the midst of his Nazirus counting. Reish Lokesh Omar Eino Soser, it does not eliminate, it doesn't erase that which he counted toward his Nazirus, Tzara'as Lechud and Nazirus Lechud. Each is considered a separate entity. Before we go further, let's continue where we left off in the Toysvis commentary. Third line from the top, toward the end of the line. When he became Tomei during the Tsaras period, he does not lose uh, credit for the days that he started counting toward his Nazirus before becoming a Mitzorah. And when he finally becomes a purified from the Tzoraas, Yigaleach v'yavi korbanos metzorah v'yavzor v'yashlim minyan nazirus kamoi sheposak. He finishes with the necessary Torah requirements for the completion of the Tzoraas defilement, involving a haircut, hair removal, and the bringing of sacrifices, and then he resumes his nazirus counting from the point that he left off before becoming a metzorah. According to Rabbi Yochanan, if he had, let us say, accepted upon himself a hundred-day Nazirus, the example that Toysus cites, and during the hundred days, in the middle after counting fifty days, he became Tomei, as a Metzora, and becomes exposed to uh, to defilement to the dead during that period, he is in the middle of his hundred days of Nazirus. It's true that it's put on hold, but he had counted 50 days and he needs to count 50 more days. So he's in the middle of his Nazirus counting. Defilement to the, to the dead at that point, even though he happens to be a Metzora, is considered a soser, an eradicator, an erasure of the day's that he already counted toward his, his Nazirus. We have two cases then. We had Nitmo Bimei Beno and Nitmo Bimei Tsoroso. On either side, you had, in the case of Bimei Beno, you had on either side a partial counting of a personal Nazirus and the need to 
complete that afterwards. And likewise, in the case of Tsaras, he was in the middle of a personal Nazirus counting, and the other on the other side of the Tsaras, he would have expected to resume the counting. And in both cases, during that interim period, he becomes exposed to Tumas Mace. Would it not have been enough to cite one case and the Machlokis, Rabbi Yochum and on my own I could have figured out the other? The Gemara says, no, Utsricha, I need both cases in which I feature the seemingly same Machlokis. Had we taught only the case of Tuma during Nazirus Beno, Bahi, Om Rabbi Yochanan, Soser there, I would have thought Rabbi Yochanan's ruling of Soser applies, and only there would he have said his din of Soser, that he loses credit toward the initial uh, Nazirus counting. Shame Nazirus Achasi. After all, it's one continuum of Nazirus. There was a personal Nazirus and a Nazirus that he accepted in honor of uh, having a son. So, Tumas Mace in the middle of the Zerus erases. You lose credit for whatever you counted. Avobahal, in the case of Tsaras and Tumas Mace during that interim period, Ema, Moda, Lei, Laresh Lakish, the Nazir Lechud, the Tsaras Lechud. I would have thought that Rabbi Yochanan would concede to Reish Lakish that we view Nazirus as a separate entity from the Tsaras. And the fact that it becomes Tummy during the Tsaras period has no effect on the Nazirus days that he counted prior. So, therefore, it was necessary to teach the case of Nitma Bimet Soroso as well. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known Rabbi Yochanan's position by having featured it only in the case of Nitma Bimei Bino. Vietmar Baha, and had we stated the Machlokis Rabbi Yochanan by the case of Nitma Bimei Soroso, the Hokom Reish I would have thought that only here Reish Lokish says his din that Eino Soser because Tsaras is so distinct from Nazirus that when he becomes a Mitzoras we saw earlier in the Tosis if, if not for the Tumas Mace during the Tsaras period the original Nazirus counting is simply put on hold and it's not effective it's just simply put into cold storage and resumed after he completes the defilement period of Tsaras so there I would have thought Reish Lokish says that the Tumas Mace during the Yemei Mitzora does not erase the prior Nazirus states. Had we not taught the Machlokis, in other words, Reish Lokish's position in the case of Nitmah Bimei, but no, I would have thought that Reish Lokish concedes to Rabbi Yochanan that Soser, that he would lose credit from the first segment of his Nazirus counting. Tzricho, therefore, it was necessary to teach the case of Nitmah be made beno as well, in order to show us how far Reish Lakish goes in saying Eino Soser. A new case. Nitmah biyoyim gidol seyar. Translating this would be futile. Therefore we look in the Toysvis. And before we even do that, we look at the Mivneh, the structural note. A diamond will appear shortly, and it highlights a machlokis rav Shmuel, the nenazir shnitmo bimei gidol seir medubar b'shekvar siem ikur nazirusa v'rak mashlam hayomim hadrushim legidol seir shelamid yom im tumah betkufazu so seres. 
we're talking about someone that became Tomei during the days that he that a person had to count merely for the purpose of completing 30 days of hair growth. We take a look at the Tosis now for a more elaborate explanation. Nitmo biyoyim gidol seyar. Pirush omahareni nozir shloshim yoyim ukshemona esrim inizirusso gilchul listam al korcho. person accepted upon himself a 30-day nazirus period. The individual counted 20 days and bandits came and forcibly shaved him. When day 30 arrives, he won't be able to take a haircut and to bring the required sacrifices. He's going to have to wait 30 days from the point they shaved him before he can bring the korbanos and take the required nozir haircut. The required amount of hair on a person's head for a nozir haircut has to be 30 days of growth. And he started counting from that day, from the forced haircut, he started counting 30 days. After counting 10 of those 30 days, he completes his nazirus requirements as far as uh, wine abstention and defilement to the dead. He had already counted 20 days before the bandits shaved him. These additional 20 last days they, their whole purpose of counting is in order to ensure hair growth um, for a total of 30 days of hair growth since the forced haircut. And during those last 20 days, he became Tomei, defiled to the dead. Well, that's the case. We go back now to the Gemara. So, what effect does that have? Rav Omar Eino Soser. Tumas Mace, during those last 20 days, bearing in mind he already finished 30 days of actual Nazirus observance. He became Tomei afterwards, during the last 20 days. Rav says, that does not erase anything. Even according to Rabbi Yochanan in the previous cases, the previous crown introduced cases, we saw Rabbi Yochanan saying that the Tumas Mace would erase even the prior counted days. That's when he is in the midst of a formal Nazirus and he experiences Tuma during a formal Nazirus. Gidel Seor the case here of days needed for achieving hair growth, Mishlam Nazirusu. He's already completed his Nazirus. So therefore, it has no, we'll say, the, the Tuma then has no effect in terms of erasing days. Ushmuel Omar Soser, Shmuel says that the Tumas Mace ex, uh, experienced during this hair, the hair growth period results in erasure, in losing all his Nazirus counted credit. 
Afilu l'reish lokish. The Amar Ein Soser, Shmuel goes to the other extreme, saying that even according to reish lokish in the previous cases, where reish lokish was quite lenient, and he said there was no erasure of prior Nazir counted days, Hashem stay Nazirus. There, certainly in the case of the of the Nitma Bimei Beno, you can see this very clearly, there were two separate Nazirus periods. It's true that the first counting ended up being uh, split with a second Nazirus uh, in the middle, but the Tuma during the middle Nazirus Beno that we saw, that's a separate Nazirus from the Nazirus that he was had started counting prior. So that's what he calls that's what the Gemara here is called Shtei Nazirus. Nazirusa. But here, we're not dealing with two separate Nazirus periods. We're dealing with one Nazirus. And therefore, the Tumah, even though it's Bimei Gidol Seyar, it does affect the previous days. Omar of Chista. Hakol Moidim She'im Kidesh Seyar Bedam. Ein loy takona. First, a superficial translation, and then we're going to look into this through the Toysus. Rav Chisus says everyone agrees that if you have a person, a Nazir, who brought his Nazir sacrifice, and there was Zrika Saddam, and then after the blood was sprinkled, he became Tomei before taking the haircut. Rav Chisa says, everyone will agree, Ein lo takona. Now, at this point in the Gemara, Ein lo takona sounds like he has no solution. He will not ever be able to drink wine, nor take the haircut. Okay, that's the simple translation. What we said will change as we go on in the Gemara, though. We now look into the Teisvis. Lower part of the narrow lines, Omar of Chisto, Hakomodim Shemkidish Seir Badam, Pirush, Imleachar Shenizrak Hadam, Nitmo Kirim Shigilach. If after the sacrifice was slaughtered and its blood sprinkled on the altar, he, the Nazir, became Tomei before he took his haircut. The Korei Kiddish Seir, the term Kiddish Seir is used, Shalom Gilach, because he has not yet taken Erkut Kiddichtiv, based on the scriptural reference, the Kiddish Roshoi. Shepirusho Yaschi Legadol Sarosho. Tishtus continues, Ein loy takona, kosalka daitoch, the thinking right now is, Shalom Yuchaloi Lomis, Lishtisyan Galeach. He won't ever be able to drink wine, nor take a haircut again. Kevon Shehevi Kvar Kobanoisov. Since he already brought his sacrifices, the kevan shenit malkodim shikilach, and since he became tommy before he took the haircut, ubelo havoas korban lo yuchal legaleach, and without the bringing of a sacrifice, he won't be able to take a haircut. We've set up the stage now for the analysis. We go back to the Gemara. Alibo deman, Rav Chista's teaching is based on which Tanaic school of thought? E Aliba de Rebbe Eliezer. If this is in accordance with Rebbe Eliezer, well, now we haven't seen Rebbe Eliezer yet in, this, in the text, but the Gemara tells us what his position is. Since 
he holds that the Nazir haircut is a binding feature without which he hasn't completed his essential Nazir requirements and he becomes Tomei before taking that essential haircut. Well, Toich Maloisi, then he's considered as if he's in the middle of his Nazirus period. And a person in the middle of the Nazirus period who becomes Tomei, he loses everything that he counted thus far and starts all over again. Well, if that's the case, the, the listar means the total erasure. So he starts all over again and therefore he will have to bring new sacrifices. Oh, well then he brings new sacrifices, and the blood is sprinkled, and then he'll be able to take the haircut and drink wine. So why, if Rav Chista is based on Rebel Ozer, why would Rav Chista say, no takona? Uh, you can see how Toysus explains this by looking at the starred point, five lines into the wider lines of the Toysus, toward the end of the line, we read together, Velista Klomar, Yachzor v'yavi korbanos. Let him bring korbanos again. Kedusan parak gimul minim, as it says in that parak. Mishin nizrakulov echod min adamim v'nitma. Someone for whom one of the three nazir sacrifices had been slaughtered and blood sprinkled, and then became tomei. Reb Lezer Omer soseres akol. Reb Lezer says, well, he became tomei before taking the haircut. He loses all credit, the uh, counting all nazir credit till that point. Let's continue in the Gemara. So, it doesn't seem that Rav Chista's statement is in accordance with Rabbi Eliezer. Hello, Aliba de Rabbonan. So maybe Rav Chista's point is in accordance with the Rabbonan. But that can't be. Ho'amri, but the Rabbonan say, Tiglachas lo ma'keves. The Nazir haircut isn't an essential element of Nazirus. And once he's brought his sacrifices, he is allowed to expose himself to Tuma to drink wine, even without a haircut. So why would Rav Chista say regarding that, ain't lo takona? The Gemara answers, Rav Chista made a comment, assuming the position of the Rabbonon. Oh, what does ain't lo takona mean? Not like we thought, he's, there's no hope for him. Rather, ain't lo takona le mitzvah giluach. He, at this point, will not be able to fulfill the mitzvah of taking the haircut in the most proper, and the fullest sense. To appreciate that a little more, we look again at the Teisvis. Since we're talking about someone that already brought his sacrifices... And only then become, became Tomei. Shuvlo Yovi. He isn't going to bring any more sacrifices. Uh, he doesn't have to make them up. Finestalik humiyad muter lishtos beayin below tiglachas klal. And he's allowed to drink wine, having fulfilled his sacrificial requirements, without any need for taking the haircut. The expression everyone agrees that Rav Chista mentioned This is a throwback to the Machlokes Rav and Shmuel uh, The reference to uh, Rav and Shmuel you can see in our Mark Gemars we had uh, diamonds around their names above 
the Pligi, the Nitmobium Gidel Seor, Im Soiser, they had a machlokis concerning someone who became Tome during the Gidel Seor days. Vacha, the Nitmo Kedem Teglachas. In our case here, namely Rav Chisso's case, where he became Tome before taking the haircut, he already finished the hair growth. And he became Tome before taking the formal haircut. Modim di'eno soser, davi kami shegilach kvar. Why here is there agreement? Why is it hakol modim? Because here he completed the hair growth requirement. And that enables us to say we view him as if he already took the haircut. So it's not like the case of someone becoming Tome in the, during the days where he hasn't yet completed the haircut uh, growth duration. We continue in the Gemara. Maybe before that, let's just take a look at Rashi also, who adds another dimension to this last phrase of Ein lo le mitzvah's giluach, Rashi, in the lower part of the Rashi column, le mitzvah's giluach, to lo tiglachas betaro ki mitzvoso. He won't be able to fulfill taking the haircut in a state of purity, which is the best way. Sharei, He's not going to, he's not losing credit and then counting another Nazirut. In this case, he became Tomei after he completed all the counting days. Well, he will take the haircut, but not under optimal circumstances, but rather in a state of defilement. But it's a defilement that does not erase any prior counting uh, and we can add in doesn't erase the fact that he brought the necessary sacrifices as you can see we have a slash mark uh, indicating that the continuation of the Gemara represents a new trend of thought before we continue in the Gemara text we glance once again at the side and on the side you see Dino say Dino Shell Rabiosi Rabbi Hanina Rabbi Yossi speaks about a Nazir who finished his Nazir days, his counting days, and he's right now on the day that he would bring his sacrifices. And he hasn't yet taken the haircut. He will be subject to getting lashed if he deliberately defiles himself to the dead. He will not be subject to punishment for taking a haircut at this point. If he, in effect, takes a haircut before the uh, otherwise expected uh, blood sprinkling that ought to pre, pre, uh, precede the haircut, he took the haircut before the blood sprinkling. And likewise, he will not get Malchus for for drinking for the drinking of wine. So, once again, we're talking about a Nazir that finished all of his counting requirements. He's on the day that he would uh, bring his sacrifices, and he hasn't yet taken the haircut. Now, the Gemara. Omar Rav Yossi Rechanina, Nazir Shekolu Lo Yamov. He finished his counting days, so he's on the day that he has to bring his sacrifices. If he 
if he defiles himself before the bringing of the sacrifices, However, if he takes a haircut or he drinks wine prior to the bringing of the sacrifices, he is not subject to Malchus. The Gemara asks, "My shno tuma deloki, diyama kro kol yemei haziru l'Hashem." Why do we say that by tuma he does get Malchus? Because the pasuk says, "Kol." The word "kol" we emphasize. We dashed underline that all the days of his nazirus l'Hashem. Lerabois yomim shalachar malos kiyomim shalafnei malos comes to include even days after he completed his counting as being subject to punishment for defilement. Well, Ihachi, if that's the basis, then Atiglachas Nami Lechayev. Let him be uh, guilty for taking a haircut at that point. And using the word kol as a uh, basis for inclusion, and with regard to haircut too, then we should include the days after the malos, after he finishes his counting, since he hasn't yet brought the sacrifices as being subject to punishment for taking the haircut then. And furthermore, here you have the Pasuk featuring the wine restriction. Let us view the days after he completes his Nazir's counting, since he hasn't yet brought the sacrifices as a violation of Nazirus if he drinks wine and let him be subject to lashes for wine drinking as well at that point. So very simply, why does Rabbi Yossi Rebchanino set off as a separate category Tuma that he experiences, that he exposes himself to um, after his counting, prior to the bringing of the sacrifices, that that seems to be a serious enough offense to warrant Malchus, and not so by the case of haircut and wine. The Gemara answers that we are at the top of Tesvav. Shiny hacha. The case of Tuma is different. Yom Rachmana v'timei roish nizro. Misha nizroi tolui loi beroishai. That in and of itself is a little vague. So we take a look at the Tosfos that you'll find at the uh, bottom of Yud Dalit Amit Beis, Shiny Hocha Diomar Leinian Tuma. The case of Tuma is different because there's a special posuk Diomar Achmona v'Timei Roish Nizro, Mish Nizroi Tolui Loi Beroishai. What does that mean? Shikval Shalmu. He finished the counting, the days of counting for Nazira's completion. As he completed his counting requirements, Elo Ein Lo Adayin. Nazirus Elo Barosho, Shalom Gilach. There remains upon him only his head-based Nazirus, meaning he hasn't yet 
taken a haircut. So you have someone that's completed his Nazir's counting. He hasn't yet taken the haircut. At that point, he's still subject to Malchus for deliberate defilement to the dead. The Pasuk says, So that the, the Malchus that the Torah intends is, we'll say, is focused on the issue of Tumah. If, however, he became Tomei after bringing the sacrifices, he would not be subject to Malchus according to the opinion that the haircut is, an, is a non-essential element in his freedom or release from the Zerus. The hach drosha of the drosha of a timei rosh nizra lo misukma ela koidem havoas korban. This has relevance only prior to his bringing of the sacrifices. Umikri shapir nizir is totally berosho, and he is labeled quite appropriately that a nizir that is still only on his head, meaning he hasn't yet taken the haircut. Afapi shadayin lohevi korbanoisov. Even though he hasn't yet brought the sacrifices, he nevertheless is not considered a Nazir only, except for the fact that he has still the hair on his head. As far as the rest of his body is concerned, he has no other requirements other than that haircut. If, however, he drank wine at this point, in other words, he finished his Nazir's counting, and he has not yet, as yet, brought the nausea sacrifices, and he drinks wine, or he takes the haircut, again, prior to his bringing up the sacrifices, lo mechayev. That does not result in his uh, subjection to punishment. They, namely, the wine drinking and the haircut issue, don't have a posuk like you have by Tumah. So Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Hanina makes, we'll say, a Tumah distinction, meaning distinguishing Tumah from haircut and wine when done prior to the bringing of the sacrifices after he finished his Nazirus days of counting. The Gemara asks a question from a Tanaic source, Meisvei, Nazir Shekalu Lo Yomov, Nazir who finished his counting days, he hasn't yet brought his sacrifices. Osir Ligaleach Velish Dozyayin of the time of the Mason. He's not allowed to take a haircut, nor drink wine, nor become defiled to the dead prior to the sprinkling of the sacrificial blood. Vim Gilach Vishosayayin Venit Malamesim, if he violates that and does take the haircut, or drink wine, or expose himself to defilement to the dead he is liable to the punishment of the 40 lashes well you see according to this Tanaic source no distinction is made between Tumah and the other two aspects Teglachas and Yayin that is contrary to Rabbi Yossi Barbachanina's approach Tiyufta this therefore represents a refutation 
from a Tanaic source of Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Chanina's ruling. With that, we conclude our Shi'or for today.